the nerds take over. Us? Huh? Welcome to this episode of Nerdables. This week we are talking Alec Baldwin joining the Joker movie for a minute. Disney streaming service becomes Disney Play. Matt Smith joins Star Wars Episode 9. Star Wars Resistance introduces us to Team Fireball. And now we can get drunk at Disneyland Star Wars style. Joining me this week are Chris and Mikey. Ethan is MIA. You should have the topics be... Alec Baldwin joins Joker cast. Alec Baldwin leaves Joker cast. <laughs> Like they're two separate topics. Yeah, right. <laughs> Speaking of that, I was uh, talking to a couple Republicans the other or the other day about that. Where at work? Yeah. Or... <coughs> and they oh, said, "Did you scratch?" They said that. Well, I'm not going to see a Joker movie if Alec Baldwin's in it, just because he does, you know, the voice of uh, or he does Donald Trump on Saturday Night Live. Well, the problem is, is that the rumor was is that. Thomas Wayne in this movie is completely different than any incarnation of Thomas Wayne beforehand, and that he's played as a they Trump-like yeah. character from the '80s, and so Alec Baldwin's going to play him. And yes, he was announced on Tuesday or Wednesday. He's in the Joker movie. He signed the deal, whatever. He's been cast to play Thomas Wayne. And 24 hours later, Alec Baldwin said, "I'm not doing that movie." <laughs> he specifically said, "Quote: There are 25 other actors that could play that role." End quote. And then. It just kind of, it's funny to read the different articles because there's, there's, there's an article, you know, that's more from, uh, like a comic book background site, like Newsarama or something like that. And they're like, it's a totally different take on Thomas Wayne and it's so different and we're not sure about it. And then you get something like Variety where it's like, finally a unique take on Thomas Wayne that would be different than anything else has been ruined because now Alec Baldwin is going to do it. It's just kind of interesting to see the type of ways that people react to these kind of roles. Um, makes you wonder how screwed up that movie is going to be it's already it's dc yeah there's nothing dc has seemingly done that hasn't been some weird crazy mix of drama and and suckiness and it's it's unbelievable to see you know i don't know if we put more weight to it because so many of dc's films have been disappointments and we don't do that when you have changes in a Marvel film. Um, you know, the first the first director that they wanted for Black Panther didn't do it. And right. it was, he was never really, like, officially hired. He basically was told, you know, he kind of comes up with a pitch, and he pitches it, uh, from what I recall in it, and he's like, he pitched it to Marvel. Marvel said, yeah, we don't really want to do that. And that was the end of it. You know, it wasn't a big drama thing. It was just like, that was his idea. I, you know, they wanted him, and like, you pitch us. You tell us what you think Black Panther should be. Mm-hmm. It's X, Y, and Z we're not sure that's what we want okay cool right then, same thing happened with ant-man i mean you well, had... Ant-Man got a lot farther i mean that's <laughs> the, the thing with ant-man is they went into production with edgar wright like right. they've had that script forever and then it became whatever reason you know always rumored that the superhero stuff that was added the connection to the marvel u stuff that was added edgar wright's like the heck with this i don't want to do this right but even then it you, wasn't you, a bad movie. It wasn't a bad movie, and that kind of controversy didn't stick with them for a long time. Because you had enough success prior to that right. anyway. So. And that's why when we see these types of moves with Disney, uh, with Marvel, excuse me, it doesn't seem as big a deal that as it does with DC. Because one, they don't seem to be as many, so the quantity isn't. And the quality of what ends up seems to be 
totally different. Yeah. I mean, you have a Justice League movie that is an abject failure, you know, in terms of what that potential box office should be for mm-hmm. seven of the most recognizable heroes in the entire universe making less money than Suicide Squad, you can't help but say, that's a flop. That's there, there's Something went wrong here. Right. And the background drama of that with Snyder and Whedon and the script and, and the changes of the script, and the endings and the test audiences and delays and everything and releasing in November for some reason, you and know, then, everything that came around with it just becomes so magnified by the fact that the product at the end, success is always the, the, the greatest bomb. You know, right. No matter what's wrong, successful fixing and that movie was literally trying to piece two separate movies together yeah and it it didn't work and and you have a bunch of films that just they they some are financially successful like batman versus superman i mean it cost a ton of money so the profit isn't but you can't help but look at that box office and go that's a quote-unquote successful film but you it's not successful in a critical point of view you don't have fans that love it you don't have fans that are you know want to see it over and over again or whatever and you also look at the potential long term of it and nothing ever came of it those sort of things right versus you know, wonder woman's an unqualified success a movie that was made for less than 200 million dollars and went on to make almost a billion dollars worldwide mm-hmm. or whatever it was unqualified but that's the only one Right. Out of all of their films, and there haven't been that many at this point, you know, they're doing like one well, film a year. Do you think it has something to do with the fact that it does feel like they're just throwing, you know, pegs at a board trying oh, yeah. to figure out what they want to do? They don't have <clears throat> Kevin Feige. We said it here months ago, if not a year ago. The difference in DC is Marvel is Marvel was hiring directors to work for Kevin Feige. Right. DC hired Zack Snyder to be Kevin Feige and the director of Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman and Justice League. Right. So he had nobody to answer to but himself. It was basically George Lucas with the prequels. In to a, a degree, yeah. I mean, it, and, but at least George had a lot more success than... It, we, we, Everything was already planned out. I mean, yeah. it was for George. Yeah, yeah. That's what. And, and that's the big with, difference. With but this. yes, there was nobody that was. There wasn't anybody that would be over George and look at, go through Phantom Menace and go. Uh, we're probably making the wrong move here. DC didn't have that either. Whatever Snyder was doing, it was kind of, well, we're already doing it. And by the time they got the Justice League, it always felt like, to me, like DC Films was just pot committed. They're like, right. we've already thrown everything in here. We, we don't want to well be Marvel, going. so we're going to do something it's different. It's not even that they don't want to be Marvel. You got to point C in the production of Justice League, and you realize this isn't working. Mm-hmm. Not as well as it does. And you still can't do anything. You've already put... You've put all your money in the middle of the pot playing poker. Right. And you just keep playing the cards because there's nothing else you can do. And then when that situation becomes unturnable of him leaving before the movie's done for personal reasons or he was pushed out or the conflux of we found an excuse to push him out and he deserves to go ahead and go take care of this. And now we give it to Joss Whedon and the whole ending gets rewritten and other pieces are done and, and they start scrapping other films and all this stuff. It's just, it's just a circus. Oh, totally. And... Even, even no, trying there's to no figure out who's in charge no, there because there is you, ha- you, you have, have you had Jeff Johns in charge there for a little while. You had who Warner Brothers, really, who wasn't really Ugh. the head sort of thing. Like he's he never really got a chance to develop anything. Right. He kind of took the blame for movies that he had no hand in. It was That's basically he part. would walk into a board meeting with with the hires up at Warner Brothers and say, "Here's what we want to do," and they go, "Yeah." It wasn't. No, no it's not even that. He's hired after Justice League. Yeah. Aquaman is already in production. Wonder Woman's already done. Mm-hmm. He's hired well, He's hired before Justice League comes out, but he never worked on Justice League. 
There isn't a single film that in production that's complete that Jeff actually oversaw. Right. They used him as the scapegoat along with the rest of the people that were in that kind of executive position after Justice League. Mm-hmm. Even though they didn't do anything with Do you think Justice they did League. that with a little bit with Whedon too? They did that with everybody. Because you I mean you bring a Whedon in to try to try to salvage a project that's doomed from the beginning. And then it's like, oh, well, you know what? He made all the changes to it, so it, you know. I don't think it's... They've never really said anything. Warner Brothers will never admit that... Outside of who they fired and the fact that they needed a scapegoat, Warner Brothers will never admit that Justice League is a failure. To right. It's just... They just kind of shove it under, like, hey, look, Shazam, <coughs> Aquaman, and Wonder Woman 2. This is where we're going. Yeah. This, this is what's happening. And then uh, Batgirl... No, wait, we're not doing Batgirl. Flash... No, wait, we're not doing Flash. Cyborg... No, we're not doing Cyborg. Um, back, no, we're not doing Batgirl again. We're going to make a Joker movie, and we're going to make a weird Batman film that doesn't seem to make any sense. And now you have the excuse, you know, now that Ben Affleck's hooked on drugs again or whatever. It's like, oh, we have the perfect excuse to now have Ben Affleck step off to the side. Yeah. And we don't look like the bad guy's firing him. It's just like, hey, he can't do it because you can't even insure him. Because if he gets out of rehab and he goes to do a major motion picture... And he goes back into rehab, and they have to halt the picture. That costs the insurance company. Mm-hmm. So the insurance company is going to charge you as much as the entire production budget of the movie. In Not order to, to mention you're losing money because you've got all those actors in well, that's, production. That's, that's the thing. Is you have to pay them. So that's what all this kind of... That's the, why the with risk. Guardians, they went immediately. They went, Wait, we're putting everything on hold. Go do your other projects. Right, because not only do they not have anything, but now if you can't secure that these major actors are really going to be in it and that they're, they're now a flight a flight risk basically right everyone's a flight risk by okay we've hired wakutiti to do it he's going to write the script everybody's signed because they've already signed their contracts and chris hemsworth's going to be thor in this movie we're going to combine these two it's going to be awesome and you spend 80 million dollars in pre-production you already started paying salaries they're rehearsing and then chris pratt says you know what f this project I'm not doing this because mm-hmm. you, you have to pay everybody. Right. So as an insurance company, as a flight risk to these guys, it's going to cost, charge, uh, excuse me, charge a ton of money unless they rewrite contracts in which, look, if Chris Pratt leaves, he doesn't get paid anything. If Chris Pratt leaves, none of them get paid anything. And everything right. just stops right there and stuff like that. What's so the same thing that happened with Roseanne? All those people were still going to get paid even though you know she screwed up the, the production. They had to find a way, well, we're going to bring them back for one more season because that's what they're signed on for, and we'll call it the Connors. If it's a hit, then, hey, we'll get lucky. If not, we're not out anything because we've already had to pay them. You know, so it's, it's almost the same thing. You, with the, it's a, yeah, it's, 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 there's so much business decisions that people go in. It's always funny to read those types of articles. They're like, well, why don't they just do this? And they say, well, there's a business decision behind all of this. Yeah. You know, there's, there's people, there's someone on one of the G.I. Joe pages. Like, I don't understand why Channing Tatum didn't just, why didn't they just have Channing Tatum be this, the star of G.I. Joe 2? And it's because he didn't want to. Right. Like, this is a business thing. He said, I don't want to be in it. He's contractually obligated to. He was in it for 10 minutes and dies. Right. That's right. We were just because talking it's about a this. business decision. We were just talking about this with Arabella the other day that, if she lands a movie or a TV series, she may have to quit gymnastics because that's a liability. Because, you know, if she gets hurt in gymnastics, yep. then it, it, it takes away from the movie or the show. Uh-huh. That's why Tom Cruise is his own producer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Renner, you know, when he got hurt doing tag, he went back. At least, at least it was only for one scene that he was out, but he managed to go back that day and finish work so the the production wasn't out of anything 
He broke his wrist. He said he broke his wrist, and he was still flinging donuts with it. He could fling donuts, but you know they had to take the other arm, which was in a cast, and CG it so it looked like it was down. You know, like. Mm. But it, he fell doing a stunt that they had done like three or four times. Yeah. And the last time, the the seat, the, he's like a stack of seats. They didn't go, but he did. Yeah. So he had to catch himself on. Uh, yeah, he had to catch himself, and they said that he, you know, he didn't even know he broke his arms at first. Probably wouldn't. Yeah. So. You know, you're, you know you're in pain, but then all of a sudden, you know, you go to do something. Ah, I can't yeah, yeah. Sometimes you're not. Your body's so... Pumped up with adrenaline, with yeah. This, it, well, it's also, it, it goes into shock to protect you from yeah. pain. Yeah. Because it keeps you from passing out. Um, so, yeah, Alec Baldwin didn't seem very happy to be a part of that Joker cast. After I guess after reading the script, you know the idea is, oh, I'm going well, to be in a DC of, Joker film. Sure, I'll do it. No, well, that's okay. Ooh, here's wait. the thing. Here's, there's no way that he got signed without looking at the script. He you don't think exactly so? what? The, no. Why would you? For something like that, maybe he may have said, may it look, may have, see, he, he may not be, have been signed. He may have. It may have been like a handshake type deal. I, I would have like wanted to know what. Yeah. Character oh, you would think so. He, yeah. knows, he knew anything. exactly what he was doing. He signed on to it, and then as soon as the news breaks, he's like, "No, I'm not doing it." So he probably already had reservations with it. He may have, I could see you know, that. said he was going to go to DC or, or Warner Bros. Whatever at some point and say, you know what, I'm, I'd rather not do this picture. They jumped the gun and announced him being in the cast, and then the next day he has to say to the press, "No, I'm not doing it right. now or whatever." It's 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 again, it's all odd. It's, it's almost like a what, thing. what what is this? What is this script that? Yeah, he had to have seen the script before he signed off. Sure. He had to. There's no way that he's just like, hey, you want to play Thomas Wayne? Sure. Signs his name, handshake, whatever. And they're like, oh, here's the script. No. Like, uh, that doesn't... That doesn't <coughs> well, that's not usually how it works. Yeah, yeah. That's, you have, you'd have the script beforehand. Or yeah. you'd know at least enough about it. But I could see where DC or Warner Brothers would jump the gun by announcing it before the ink was dry. That's all they've done because for the last three years. Well, I was going to say, that's what we've talked about. We, you know, we keep talking about where, you know, you're saying like they're in a boardroom and that they're entire, Catwoman, you know, Ms. That entire Ms. Marvel is what I almost said. From producer, executive producers and who's running the creative side and who's running the marketing and news side. Mm-hmm. All of them need to be flushed. It just, it's unbelievable how much they've screwed up something that seems to be all but bulletproof you have batman but they've been doing it since you, green lantern but green lantern's different you have superman batman and wonder woman and you finally decided we're going to put the three of them into a shared universe and you still screwed it up that's amazing to me but but going back to green, green lantern they said back then that dc went in with an idea and warner brothers overrode it they said no 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 it's got to be more commercial it's got to be more sellable so it's got to be more this warner that brothers, and the other it, this is how, you can't screw you can screw up Green Lantern very easily. Sure. I understand screwing up Green Lantern. You can't screw this up, and you screwed it up. One of the reasons that Marvel started with Iron Man instead of Captain America because it's like if we screw up Iron Man, that's not as bad as screwing up Captain. Well, America. you can't put those the th- three big characters on screen at the same time and screw it up. It has to work. That's why when the Avengers came on, it seems like it's very easy for it to work, and they still can't get it to work. That's what I'm saying. Is that creative team? And that marketing team all needs to go. Yeah. Because whatever they're doing is not working to the degree. And again, people can point out they're they're still profitable. They still sort of... You're talking expectations versus what you're getting in reality. Right. The expectation five years ago is we're going to take 
Superman, we're going to take Wonder Woman, we're going to take Batman, and we're going to put him in a Justice League film with characters that a lot of other people recognize. And we're just, we're just going to make money. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. What? Suicide Squad made more than we did? Well, Harley just Quinn a... and six characters that no one's ever heard of made more money than Justice League. And everyone well, Will Smith was in it. Who cares? Will Smith's not a box office draw right. anymore. Nobody gives a damn whether he's in a movie. Everybody went to see that movie because of Harley Quinn. Everybody went to see that movie because it was still a DC film. And people were like, no, they can't screw <clears throat> up that many films in a row. Oh, wait, they did. But still, I mean, you're, you're talking, you know, a movie that should have been bulletproof, no pun intended. They they did it twice with the three, you know, with Batman versus Superman. They bombed with. No, and, we talked about and, all their mistakes look, before. So when you have when you have those type characters on the screen together, then if you're doing 200, 250 million dollars in the box office, that's a bomb. When you look at what the Avengers is doing, a billion dollars. Well, it's a bomb also because that movie reportedly cost three hundred million dollars to make and market. That's true. I mean, it, it's it's the best. It's it made money when you take the entire thing of Justice League. It made money. Not, I'm sorry, not just uh, Batman versus Superman. It made money. It's still right. number one out of all the films that they had. <coughs> like that and then Man of Steel and then Suicide Squad. Um, I'm sorry, it's that and then Wonder or Wonder Woman and that. Yeah, and whatever. But. Yeah, what I'm talking about is expectations. When when Marvel makes a film, and they're like, it's Iron Man, it was the start, Iron Man 3, 10, ton of movie, ton of money. If they put out Iron Man 4, they expect it to make more than Ant-Man 2. Sure. They expect it to make more than, you know, whatever. Guardians of the Galaxy for them is like, we'll put it out, and we're hoping it's a hit, and it's huge. And they're like, they, that that's all gravy. Yeah. Black Panther, even the same thing. Like, if you, if you put a gun to the head of a Marvel executive a year ago and said... Do you think Black Panther is going to make a billion dollars worldwide? No. It's really, it'll be successful because all of our movies have been successful. We mm-hmm. haven't had a bomb yet. I'm, I'm confident that it will be a successful film that people will enjoy and that will make a profit on. But a billion dollars? Not a chance. Well, guess what? It's made a billion dollars. But see, that opens it's up... It's the number two film in Marvel history. Right. It's, it's crazy. But that, mo- that opens up... Guardians and, and Black Panther open up for you to make a Ms. Marvel movie now. Or, you know, you could make, you know... Well, remember when, when, before Guardians came out, months before it, on this show, I said, this is the most important Marvel film. Because it's the first movie they made. Yeah. It's the first movie they made where all of the cast Mm -hmm. is unknown to a mass public. Right. You know, you get into Avengers, even if you had started with Avengers, people would be like, I don't know who Hawkeye is, and I don't know who Black Widow is, but I know who Thor and Hulk and Captain America and Iron Man are. Mm-hmm. I've seen these on cartoons. I've seen them on bed sheets. I know who these four are. Yeah. I don't know who these two are. Guardians of the Galaxy is, is Diamond Hunt Shoes. Who? The whole cast. The whole thing. Not to mention, it's also the first time Marvel really stepped out of a cinematic universe and more into the comic book universe. You know, with characters that are more comic bookish than say Captain America or you know Black uh, uh, Black Widow or Hawkeye you know these because you're dealing with aliens right you're dealing with aliens you're dealing with a talking tree you're talking raccoon you know their things are more outlandish than a a super soldier in World War II you know or a god of thunder yeah you know you're, you're talking you know more, well, really, more, the, the biggest you have a dog in this movie, science you know. fantasy was Thor, right? For you know, and then you do Guardians. The two things that Guardians does, you know, we're way off on tangents here. 
yeah. is there's, there's no Earth in it. You know, it's, right. it's not, oh, they're going to threaten Earth. It's, it's, they're threatening the Nova planet, and it's this, and the, you know, there's only one. You get, you get, hey, right, look, here's Earth. Uh, I'm sorry, Black Panther is number one. Black Panther's, Black Panther's total gross is, well, this has got to be domestic, is 700,000, 700, I'm sorry, 700 million, 700,000, 700 million, 59,566. Yeah, that's domestic. Avengers Infinity War is 678. Huh. So it's $22 million. That's in the same year. That's in the same year. No, I'm pretty sure Disney's going to win the whole... It's the, just, the, the, and then the you have, you, I mean, you, you still, and you have Ant Man. That what? It did it break five hundred? If it, but it see, it doesn't matter. You can. That's why you can make these movies, which are still good movies yeah. in their own right. But and you don't have to worry about them making, you know, x amount of dollars. Ant Man and the Wasp is listed at two hundred and thirteen million. Domestic. Yeah. See, and that's still that's respectable for that that movie well that movie also didn't cost you a ton of money correct I mean Black Panther is probably the most profitable movie they've ever had by far yeah because it's not I mean it does have it does have its own special effects and it never yeah happens. but the thing with it also one you didn't pay anybody a ton of money right you know considering that some of the salaries that you get out of Avengers and some of the later films in Iron Man mm-hmm. 3 or whatever but it's also CGI is not as expensive as people think it is it's, right it's now more expensive to build a practical set than it is to just CGI crap and a lot of that so they already space, you know, space Wakanda is dirt cheap, you know. It, but then you can they, use. They probably it. spent more money to shoot in Oakland or wherever they shot the apartment building than they did to shoot on a sound screen or sound stage to do Space yeah. Wakanda. And the great thing about that is once you build that rendering, you can now use that or parts of that in Avengers or mm-hmm. wherever else you want to use it. Yeah. You know, and so you're saving money on the next film. Um, no, but Alec Baldwin would be an interesting choice. Oh, wow. If you adjust for t- ticket price inflation, Marvel's Avengers is still number one. As an adjusted gross is 712, <coughs> Black Panther 707. Domestically. Yeah. Avengers is 670. And Alec Baldwin would have been an interesting choice for Thomas Wayne, but it depends on how much you're going to use Thomas Wayne. Yeah, Thomas I Wayne don't... was supposed to be the main part of, the, he was the main antagonist because it's not a Batman film. It's yeah. Joker and, and like versus Thomas Wayne apparently. Sounds stupid. It does sound stupid. I'll be honest. Why? That sounds hey, dumb. Honestly, have you especially heard... if you're playing if you're playing Thomas Wayne as a joke, as a buffoony, yeah, you know, farcical character rather than the benevolent philanthropist that he's been portrayed as before. I yeah. just, see, I can't understand why you would want to change that because it's not the world that we know. It's worlds. It's of modernizing it's everything. Earth, Earth, Thomas, or something. You know, whatever it's it's gonna be. It, I don't know. I I don't understand anything they're doing. Once they said Dwayne the Rock Johnson is not playing Black Adam, I'm like, yeah, no. This this doesn't make any sense. You had the perfect Black Adam, and you should have used him in Justice League, and you didn't because you're idiots. <laughs> um. So the Disney streaming service, we found that it's going to be called Disney Play, and it's fifty dollars a month. No, it's supposed to be coming in less than Netflix. Yeah, but also have a ton of less content. I mean, yeah. where they've said that this will be the home for their films from 2019 and beyond, if you want to play reverse logic to it, is that films pre-2019 are not going to be available anytime soon. Right. So you'll have your original content, you'll have 2019 movies, and you'll probably have whatever's currently on Disney XD or whatever that is in streaming. Mm-hmm. That's not a lot of content. Well, they said they were what, only going to be like five potential. original shows, too, right now. Well, five's, five's still a lot for a brand new service. Sure. So, 
the to have um uh what they could potentially have versus what they're opening with it better be cheaper than netflix yeah because i had said if you take their entire catalog and you basically make it available immediately then twenty dollars a month i'll pay that because you know everything that, that disney has boom put it on there it's like all 52 animated films everything that, 50, that's it's it's like everything they've got 53. you put all of pixar you put all of the classic disney you put all the disney renaissance you put all the disney films the disney animated you forget you know mickey's christmas carol and all that crap um what all the marvel Muppet films stuff? all the star wars films all the pirates films and all their tv that they've had on disney you put that all on there i totally get twenty dollars a month when they say it's less than netflix which means it's going to be under ten dollars you're having five series and whatever is released in 2019 and beyond. So let's say they put, the weird thing is you're going to put episode nine on it. Yeah. But episode eight, Solo and Rogue One are on Netflix and episode seven isn't available anywhere. Right. That makes no sense to me. I mean, that's the thing where, and I I know that part of the reason to do this is you're holding announcements back. So when you have like, oh, we're in a lull, we don't have new series and we don't have any... Star Wars is coming to streaming. We have all 11 films. The nine saga films and the two Star Wars stories are all going to be on one place on Disney Play coming in summer of 2020. And then 2021, you're like, we have the unaltered films. We have the original <laughs> Star Wars. But that's the thing is, is you're saving yourself rather than... Yeah, but if, 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 if 19, when is it coming out? December, right? Nah, yeah, it's fall. it's fall. Okay, whatever. So basically, it's, it's going to be... They'll hold off the release onto video until 2020 when the, they could say all the Star Wars films. Well, apparently they can't because they're not leaving Netflix anytime soon. Yeah. We don't know how long these deals are. That's why I was surprised to see episode eight. Maybe on. they won't put nine. That's what I'm saying. Is, is, if you put nine there and you put this all over the place, what I'm saying is the reason that they don't do everything, this is what I was afraid of when they first said it. I was like, just do everything. No, yeah. they're not going to do everything. It's because you're holding stuff back so that you can do that. You, put, you, don't put, and... you don't put pirates on it because then when they do Pirate 6, because you know they're going to because Johnny Depp's going to have to pay somebody legal fees, <laughs> they're like, now, go see Pirate 6 in the theaters. Don't worry, it's going to suck as much as 5, 4, and 3. Here's all the other movies and they're all on Disney Play. You can watch them now on Disney Play. They're right here. Those are the well, announcements. So most of that Renaissance to. stuff, they have to convert over to digital if they still have a good copy of it. Well, I'm sure they do. That's why they're all being re-released in Blu-ray. I mean, all of those are... Uh, that's what they've of been the, doing the last the, couple of, of years. Of the animated films, yes. Yeah. But I'm talking about the Renaissance stuff where you... You know, the live-action movies, the... Oh, Herbie the Love Bug and all yeah, that? Yeah, all that stuff. Well, they, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking animated. Even the even the older animated stuff, like, you know, anything well, they, that... The, 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 all of their animated stuff is digital because they've released all of it in Blu-ray. They've been redoing them in the last couple of years. Almost everything's been released or is being released. That's, they've made a big deal of all that. And all this, Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast and Hunchback and Notre Dame. Right, all, all of those, those all, yes. But yes, all that stuff. All, all, That's all, what of, I'm the, about. all, all of the 50-some, it's like 55, 50, it's under 55 movies. I know that. Because Tangled was the 50th movie that Disney did. is the 50th anim- uh, animation. So I think that, that's not counting the uh, Pixar. So I think Fro- uh, Frozen was like the 53rd or but something. Again, the point is, they're telling you now, what it sounds like they're telling you is anything pre-2019 is not going to be available at launch. Sure. That's a lot of content that they're not giving you from the start. So that better be six bucks. If well, you're telling me that they're going to launch with 
a Star Wars series, a Star Wars live action series, a Marvel series, a Marvel series, and 2019 movies. That's that's not a lot. And you're gonna get a few animated series too. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Uh, there's a few in the works. Yeah, there's a few in the works, but you don't know when they're coming. That's true. I'm talking launch. I'm talking I the see... day that it comes out. There's going to be a Marvel. There'll be a, there'll be the the Star Wars series, and as far as anything else, they haven't said anything else that's available at launch other than we'll have some of our 2019 slate. Here's the thing: I really think that they wanted to do this then because D23 is in August of next year, and it gives you a launching event to to roll this out. Well, they've already they've already <coughs> told you when it is and what's going to be on it. I mean, they're basically they're telling you what's on it. And by telling you what's on it, they're also telling you what's not on it. Mm-hmm. That's what it look. There's there's no indication if Bob Iger's not coming out and saying, when we launch on November first of two thousand nineteen, Disney Play will be live on all of your streaming, whatever, however devices. you can get streaming devices. Right? Disney Play will be on it. We're gonna have all the Star Wars films. He's not saying that. We're gonna have all the pirates. He's not saying that. He's saying we're having two thousand nineteen films. And we're having a Star Wars live action series, apparently. 2019 films? Yes, they're going to have 2019 <laughs> films. All their 2019 films are going to be, you know, that, or, or even maybe not even all of them. Who knows where, what, if they've made deals for some of these beforehand and what they will and what they won't. And the bad thing what about I'm saying that is, is you're only they, talking. As soon as, they told you, as soon as they told you it's cheaper than Netflix, that to me is telling you there's not a lot of content. So if, if they're only putting the movies. And Netflix didn't have a ton If of they're only putting the movies that come out in 2019 on there starting out. Then that means you're only going to have about six months worth of films. Exactly. Because and that that only being it's like it's cheaper than Netflix. There's not going to be anything on it. You'll have like what the Jungle uh, the the Jungle Cruise, uh, yeah. uh, Captain Marvel, Infi- Infinity War two. Are you? Maybe Spider Man two, and that'll be about it. it. I don't even know if they have those. Because all the recent all the recent Marvel films have gone to Netflix, right? And who knows what kind of deal they signed with them? Because it seems like everything from a certain point or last few years, everything's. I wonder though about there. Episode Nine. Because... Although Homecoming, Homecoming's not on Netflix, no. is it? No. I wonder about Episode Nine because they may have signed a deal with Netflix that it would have been the new trilogy. But they don't seven, have seven. Eight, nine. They don't have they, seven. But didn't they? No. Ever? They never had seven. Epics had seven. <coughs> that Weird. was the big deal. Epics paid a ton of money to get to be the the private home of Episode Seven or whatever the pay channel of it. Epics also has a streaming service just like HBO does. Solo's not going to Netflix. Solo's going to Amazon Prime. Well, there you go. Because they said that Stupid. I just I just remember that because I just got an email saying that the, the I think either the day that it's available or the day after it's going to be available uh, on Prime Movies. Cool. Me. Yeah, but that's still but that's, that, that's annoying. Yeah, when they're all over the place like yeah. that. I mean, I, I it's get a what shame none of us saw that coming. Oh wait, I've been saying that for three years. That's I mean that's the way streaming service is right now. I know, but that's all these people that were like, no, streaming is the future because it's cheaper than cable. No, it's not. Not anymore. Not if you want the content you're really searching for. You have to own. You have to eat at least own two streaming services to get. Most of the Star Wars films after Disney, after Disney took over, and you still don't get Episode Seven, and we're running off the auspice that we're thinking that Episode Nine is going to be on Disney Play. Yeah, you're talking about five, four films out of the five that are available on three separate streaming services, mm-hmm. all of which are about ten bucks or more. Once you break down Prime by month, 
Everybody yeah. needs to rein in their FOMO. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just deal with it. And... Well, this is this is the writing on the wall was for Netflix years ago when they started making original content. Because oh yeah. Like, there's no way. Yeah. All these places they saw. They, I mean, they Netflix is one of the smartest companies that I've seen in a long time because they caught that very early. You know, we know what's going to happen. This is we're super successful, and these studios are going to follow the same model that we've done. Mm -hmm. So we better make original content to get people to stay here, because I'll tell you, the, I've been watching original content on Netflix more than I watch anything that's been released by anybody else. Oh, it's like, yeah, oh, I've seen that. You yeah, know, I've seen that. Totally. I've seen that. Yeah. It's so funny though. You know, Netflix the day that they started doing that digital release, you know, you could either buy, you could either get the DVDs or you could get it digitally, and you'd have to wait two weeks to get it digitally. As soon as that happened, you knew they went, "Oh, this is going to blow up really big," because well, it did. When, I mean, when they because when, when remember when you first got the digital copy with your with your Blu-ray, most people didn't download it or anything like that. And digital is just. It wasn't like it was with music. Music hit, and it hit hard. Movies took a little while. Well, if you're buying the physical disc to get a digital, you've got the physical copy. You didn't care. Right. The, the thing with Netflix is saying, when Netflix used to mail you the physical, I mean, that's what Netflix started as, is, mm -hmm. is we're going to mail you the physical and come back. And there there wasn't like rights issues and a whole bunch of stuff. Because like, if we go out and buy the physical discs, we're allowed to... Rent them as right. many as we want. It's just like a blockbuster. Blockbuster didn't sign deals with Fox. It was we're buying through a distribution company. We're buying two million copies of Aliens Four, and we're sending them out to every store so that they can rent them or whatever. Right. So what what Netflix saw was when like, hey, we can offer what we have digitally on an app, and they were the first ones to do that. Mm -hmm. And everybody then went, holy crap. And they watched that service grow exponentially and their physical service shrink, mm -hmm. especially. And that was... They, and then, that when, was they, the then yeah. when they did that original content, and it wasn't just doing original content. They did original content that was very good. Well, yeah. Well, they also did original content that sucks. Oh, there but, is a lot of that, but I mean... But they're, they're all... They're, they're, <coughs> they're now like the number one producer and distributor of documentaries. Mm -hmm. They're the number one producer and distributor of comedy. Yeah. They're the number one distributor and producer of uh, short form television, you mm -hmm. know, t 10 episodes or less. I mean, this is their business model is now we're going to make original content and we're going to have all this other stuff that's here. Cause it's not like there isn't a ton of stuff on your queue that is stuff that you've seen in theaters or stuff that you want to watch again or other TV series or what right. have you. Their deal with CW has done well for them to have all the CW seasons on there and it helps the CW because CW app sucks. Yeah. Um, so it's it's it having that uh, access to it, and we've seen Warner Brothers is doing their own, CBS doing their own, Sony wants to do their own, Fox was going to do their own, and now Disney's doing their own, and it's just like, well, that's just it. I mean, everybody's going, oh, I cut the cable bill. The most, the I cut the cable. I cut the cable, and you got to imagine the pe the only people that are making money out of this are those apps that are like, where do I find where this is digitally? Yeah, you know, they put in. Where the hell is Solo a Star Wars story? It's on Amazon Prime. Ah, crap. Okay, I gotta go to Amazon Prime. Where is, you know, whatever movie. <laughs> Imagine Oscar time. That's really crazy. Like, where is La La Land? Mm -hmm. uh, oh, it's on Epix. Well, that sucks. I gotta get an Epix. But it's just, I mean, when you look at, you know, I talked to somebody one day and they were like, yeah, I'm only paying like, you know, 50 bucks for my streaming. Oh my God. 
you know, my cable bill was like 120. Really? So you're paying 50 bucks for your streaming, and how much are you paying for your internet? Oh, about $90. That's problem. So you're paying anyway, more. So. Yeah, that's the, the people don't add that cost because they're using internet for other stuff. Right. But yeah, it's a part. But of they, it. but a lot of them when they are streaming, or specifically streaming, they up their bandwidth. Oh yes. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. They don't think of it that way, but it right. totally is. If you're going to stream, you've got to have, and obviously all these services. That's why your your higher bandwidth stuff again grew exponentially from what it was five mm-hmm. years ago. All of a sudden, if you want their top package, what used to cost you, say, 50% more than the package under it, now costs you 125% right. more. You're more than doubling the price between your top tier and your next tier. It's like, well, everyone's just going to take the top because you have four people in your house running Netflix at the same time. Right. The people that cut the cord that are like, I don't need all these channels, and I totally get that. And But now they're they're also the same thing. Like, I want to consume all of this stuff, and I can't, can't. Yeah. because... I need five streaming services that are all fifteen bucks a piece. I'm now at seventy five dollars when my cable bill was a hundred. I'm saving yep. twenty five bucks, and then I ordered Sling, which is twenty five dollars because I miss watching TV. I mean, there's still great content on TV that you don't know when it's going to get there, right? You know, and stuff like that. Um, although you'll have free stuff like F- FX has the F- you know FX Now or whatever. Now they have FX Plus, which is a pay service that doesn't have ads. Which I thought was hilarious. So it's just like we're doing the same thing that you can watch American Horror Story and you can go back and watch Shield. And oh, they all have Plus now. It's, yeah. yeah, AMC does the same thing yeah. now. Does AMC have a Plus service yeah. too? Everybody's doing that now. Um, Pandora Plus. Yeah. Why oh, did Pandora? Because that was ridiculous. Mm. It's all the five bucks. But I mean, it'll be interesting to see what actually is on Disney Play when it's released. I think it'll be more interesting to see what isn't on Disney Play when it's released. There's not going to be a lot there. I, I I have this weird feeling a lot of people are going to be disappointed because I don't think they're paying attention to the news and thinking as soon as Disney puts this out, 90% of their stuff's going to be on it. If you're a parent that's really getting excited for the fact like I can digitally have all of these freaking animated movies that my kids can't stop watching and I just got to wait until fall of next year and I'm going to have all of it, you're going to be severely disappointed <coughs> yeah. for years until they decide where, what they're going to do that. Can, they're going to roll that stuff off really soon. I, I have a feeling it's gonna, you're going to have a roll. It's going to be like Amazon where you yeah, have a roll-off. Every... No news outlet is going to carry that, though, and inform the people, oh, it's not going to have everything. Yeah. Right. They're just going to say Disney's going to have before, a new app yeah. that you can get their content and everybody's going to jump on it. Now, without... I, hope, I, I hope that their rollout is... Uh, biannual you know like the in spring you get such and such oh i'm hoping it's monthly you I think mean, so? that's oh yeah because you have a ton of content to get to that's the other thing. I mean, so much disney library we, we were talking about this when we first is that they have the probably the most valuable back catalog of anybody on the planet by far mm-hmm. and now Just that you've added fox it, onto that it's going to be even who knows what they're gonna do with fox that's a whole nother can of worms because you have already people saying they're never going to do anything with Fox. They're never going to allow that type of content to be on their play or whatever. I still think it's going to be what you said. They're going to pick and choose what they want to put under the Disney banner and everything else is going to go under Fox. You'll still get a Predator you know, movie or an Alien movie, but it'll be Fox. Uh, I think Avatar, Avatar will be put under Disney. If they, if they decide to do... 
if they leave the studio alone and they may yeah they may pull some Fox properties and make them under the Disney banner. The only reason I say something like Avatar Fox. is because they built a whole land yeah. for it. And then you have Fox as its own studio, and then maybe you don't have Fox as a streaming app. That's the deal you make with Netflix. Right. All of our Fox movies, Aliens and Predator and the Aliens vs Predator movies, those all go to mm-hmm. Netflix now. Netflix gets this this nice deal to be like Planet of the Apes. All the, yeah, all that stuff would go to them. I mean, there's so many Planet of the Apes movies, too, that you could put out on there, too. Especially Tim Burton's one with Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, yeah. Mark, was it, it was Mark Wahlberg, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And the blonde, who I can't remember her name, but just kind of fell off. She was, on two, she was in two movies. She was in that Sylvester Stallone racing Dra- movie. Driven? Yeah. And, and this one. And then just completely yeah, faded. She was a model before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um... No, it'll be really interesting to see what is and what isn't on that Disney app. Uh, Matt Smith is joining Star Wars Plastic Episode things. Nine. I was surprised I was the one that put that in the thread instead of you, like just hitting it four times. Patrick Smith Smith on cars. No, Matt Smith. It hit when it hit my thread. It hit so many times on my Facebook page because I have so many Doctor Who pages that I follow and so many Star Wars. And How many pages do you have to follow for absolutely no news for 18 months? <laughs> <laughs> Those people have got to be desperate. <laughs> but then it showed up on the Ready Player One ones. It showed up. I mean, it was just like literally from like I, if I scrolled for like an hour, it was nothing but Matt Smith on episode nine. Matt Smith, and then it became he's going to be thrown. He's going to be this. He's it's like oh god, yeah, here the we go. Started really early, especially because of his his obviously reconstructed plastic face that has no eyebrows that he looks like the way that they depicted Thrawn in Rebels. Yeah. Um, kind of the, have that same structure. So it became this like big thing. It's like, he's Thrawn, he's Thrawn, he's Thrawn. I can't imagine he's going to be Thrawn. The really voice don't. is a little odd unless they modify it because it's too high pitch. Well, so far. Compared, compared to what we've heard off of Rebels. So, so oh, far. His voice yeah. is so good in Rebels. So far, they keep the voices because I think that the the actor the voice actor who did Thrawn in the Rebel series, they also got him to do the uh, the narration for the audiobooks. Yes, that is him. Is it? They could dub so, him. Yeah. Matt Smith could be the face, just like how Vader. But that is, I mean, but, that's, but see, that's, that's what they job. did. With, that's what they did but with no, Ray Park. His his. Um... But it's harder to do. But everybody knows what Matt Smith sounds like, so yeah. seeing him on screen and then not, then not, hearing the Rebels <laughs> Thrawn. The, I think the the guy who read Thrawn, if it is the same actor as the guy who read Thrawn Alliances, who we think is, is the actor Thrawn, he reads audiobooks also. Oh, sure. That's not the only book he's ever read. No, 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 yeah. There's a, I mean, a lot of voiceover actors do that. They'll, they'll do, you know, both novels or, you know, Novelizations, and then they'll do. Yeah, because it's an easy paycheck. Oh yeah. What was it? Looks familiar. We were trying to figure out last night because we went to uh, John Williams, and I was like, John Williams didn't do the score for Ready Player. Oh no. The first Spielberg movie hadn't done it forever. We were trying to figure out. I was like, there's no way he did that. (coughs) Thank God. (laughs) Um. So yes, Matt Smith is. It's weird that they've started. I, there Production wasn't a lot of then, there wasn't a lot of people that that went with my joke. It was going to be a uh, crossover. No, because that's dumb. Um, it is stupid. But we're already <laughs> we're already worried about time Dude. travel. The last thing I need to worry about is a stupid TARDIS showing up in the middle of freaking Star Wars. 
the weird thing is how many actors and actresses they're adding is, is like, oh, they have a role in it. And it's like, it's already started production. So yeah. it's obviously, it's a weird thing to like, is the script done? Like, are, <laughs> right? are you just adding stuff in here? Like, well, maybe they're just it? leaking actors like, oh, we've already started work. We're just saying Matt Smith has already started on this. Yeah, I mean, obviously he doesn't or have a he, the Terry most Russell humongous or role if he's not in the beginning it's just, of production. There's a lot of people showing up that just... It seems like now it's it's Ben Affleck and Alec Baldwin have been announced for episode <laughs> nine, but no, but it, that's the way it seems right, doesn't it? I mean, before you with Star Wars, you had most most for for the most part, you had people you didn't know, well, here's or the barely difference. knew. You know a hell of a lot more people now. Yeah, that's true. That that news just doesn't. I mean, you can pretty much hire anyone who's been in anything, and you'd look at it and go, oh, that's a name actor. Yeah. It's very hard to get anyone who's a no-name actor. Well, Matt Smith is, I mean, he has, he, with his role in the, in the was it The Crown. Crown, very, I mean, brought him a lot of acclaim. Emmy nominations, and, did he win an Emmy for that? I think so. I think, yeah. Uh, Emmy or Golden Globe. One, yeah, it's one, one of the two. I, so, I mean, now he. Yeah. Well, it's it's amazing that I mean, if you feel anything when he's on screen, is incredible because it's impossible to emote when your face doesn't move. <laughs> you just do not like him, do you? It's just, it's just a plastic, either that or it's just an it. easy mark for oh, you. Oh, it's easy. He has no eyebrows and he has a plastic face. <laughs> Which they worked that joke into Doctor Who, like right at the end. Yeah, she worked that joke into everything. <laughs> um, he's a cyborg. Oh wait, he's in Terminator. Speaking of Star Wars. Genesis. Resistance. Uh, did we talk about the trailer for Resistance? I don't think we, I don't remember. If we I don't did. remember if we did. Of course, I don't remember what we talked about last week too. So. <laughs> um, no, the the Resistance trailer was interesting. Um, it's kind of reminds me of my feeling for Clone Wars when I first saw the trailer for that movie. I was like, okay, this looks interesting. I'm not really sure about it, but I know I'm going to give it a try. I mean, I'm going to watch it no matter what. But yeah, that motto should not be. You need to drop <laughs> that motto. I mean, it's Star Wars. No matter what it is, I'll watch it. I mean, I I still can find no. I get, I get happiness and I'm just saying that, that as a general rule, sure. that motto for you that needs to be stricken from the record. But this, I mean, with Star Wars, you know, I mean, I, I will, I no matter what it is, well, Star Wars even even the Christmas special, I, I still watch uh, from time to time. Yeah, but you're not watching it because it's Star Wars. Um, you're watching it because it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> I no, still love the Boba Fett cartoon in that, which is not. Yeah, good. it's the only thing that people people remember. It's the only thing of quality in the entire thing. That and Chewbacca's dad watching porn. Watching space porn. <laughs> Some like, weird. <laughs> Gay Star Wars Christmas special. Lupawaka or whatever um. is watching somebody. I don't even, whatever. Um, <laughs> resi- yeah, so they, they, they released something this week kind of introducing you to the cast, uh, the characters and the people that are playing them. And Dave Filoni talks about it. And yeah, it, it's he says it's aimed more towards kids, which of course makes everybody cringe, which always drives me crazy. It's like, it's not like. It's not like they're making Disney Junior. You know? Right. It's not like I'm getting Tigger Tales or whatever. Tony the Tiger. What's the Tiger one that's on there? I can't remember his name now. Daniel. Dinosaur Train. Daniel Dinosaur the Tiger Train. or something like that. I don't know. Whatever it is. It's not like you're getting Muppet Babies you're not, you're not gonna have. Yeah, you're not going to have. Although that would be cool. You're not going to have Kaz stop in the middle like, what do you think we should do in this case? <laughs> and hey, just stare at the screen. Should we be nice to the First Order <laughs> officer? Hey, backpack. What's What do you have for me so today? So it's... it's it's not going to be that, but yes. It's the probably, talking lightsaber. You're probably not going to have 
a lot of people that die. Right. You know, you're not going to see a lot of people get shot with blasters. But it looks kinetic. I love the look for it. It looks different. They definitely went with an anime type of vibe to it. It looks um, to me like Ben 10. It's very clean. It's very clear, which is, which is cool. And the characters are interesting. It's not, as they said, it's it's not a, a thick of the war sort of thing. It's a, it's a very subtle galactic conflict. This is before mm-hmm. um, episode seven. The first order is, and if you've read any of the other the the other items that, that kind of lead up to um, episode seven, especially the Poe Dameron comic, they're in this sort of stalemate of where they know the first order exists. They know it's an offshoot of the Empire. That it has the same kind of uh, the same tone and feelings, but the, the new, new republic, republic, the new republic knows about it, but they won't do anything because they're not willing to risk a war. That's what this whole, the the, the whole storyline that leads up to it. They is, don't think they have any power. It's not even that they're not willing to risk a war. They don't want to throw the galaxy into war again. Right. So, the the storyline that we've been given to in canon is that Princess Leia forms the resistance, knowing that there's war coming, and they have to have this military arm. Because you go all the way back to the Bloodline book, and it's the dismantling of the New Republic army, and that there's a very small defense fleet, and yada yada yada. So that's where we're set here, and one of these characters is a is a spy for the resistance, because where this outpost is in these races is sort of right next to First Order territory mm-hmm. and the stuff that's going on. So I don't. It, it, I thought it looked really super interesting. It looks I'm like wondering a lot if of fun. they're going to use I it. I love the ship designs. Uh, the aesthetic I think looks really cool. The Do you like that astromech droid? Yeah, I know. It's, I think That's it's going to be cool. And, and I say it's not going to be. I don't think it'll have the same effect on me as something like Rebels does. Right. For a lot of different reasons. Part of the reasons I love Rebels so much is the Galactic Civil War is my favorite time period. Um, those characters really connect with you. Yada. I mean, we'll see where this gets to, and I don't think the tone of it will have the same punch and that same heart. But it doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just like the guys reading novels that are like, I don't want to read any of the YA novels. This like, is the f- I dare you to read Rebel Rising and tell me that doesn't have any 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 right. punch for it. I mean, the YA novels can be well, super. The uh, Leia one had stuff in it. I, I still got to finish the Leia one. Um, Every time I start that book, I start something else. <laughs> no, but this is the first on-screen um, footage. No. Well, first on-screen set, uh, on-screen adventure set within the the new trilogy. That's not a film. You know, I mean, we everything else has been comic books and and novels. Yeah. This is the first time we actually get a visualization of it. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. I. Well, you think this is this is kind of a spot that we haven't. I mean, outside of the Poe Dameron comic, and that's what kind of made those early issues of Poe Dameron very interesting was. You kind of, because there hasn't really been a book with it. I mean, I guess the Phasma book would be because it's set before Episode Seven. Phasma, yeah. Bloodline. Well, Bloodline's super early. Bloodline is like discovering the First Order exists. I'm talking about those those few years just before Episode Seven, just before they destroy. Host yeah, I mean that that, that that's where the Poe Dameron comic is set. Phasma set right would kind of be there. Phasma's there, but it doesn't really talk about the conflict. Phasma's Phasma's about the same time as as Bloodline, though. It's about ten years before. I don't think it's that early, because she's looking for information of a character that, that would. I don't think Phasma would be. Fun. Anyway, the point is that spot is not really well known, especially to a larger audience. So this is a chance to kind of set the ground rules for this this block of time. And reading Poe Dameron, part of that that excitement of the first part was of the first couple of issues, and as you discovered. It was something different, and you're trying to figure out like where did we get to to this point? Like, mm-hmm. how did the first order 
come about and they're trying to tell you you know like hey they didn't do anything or phasma's whatever. journey on planet the backstory <coughs> yeah would have been about the same time I'm talking about the present the present, the present is a time when when the rebel spies captured and being yeah, it's just a, it's like a couple of years if not yes. just a year before episode seven here's the thing though i'm wondering because you remember bloodline han solo was a race instructor yeah, he went to run the races. Yeah. But the idea here is that he's been... If the timing... It's hard to figure out timing. Because the timing... Be, he may have already left and gone back to smuggling with Chewie. From from what you've kind of seen or whatever, it's as soon as Luke disappears, because Kylo, Ben Solo disappears, right. the two of them break up. I mean, that's part of this whole crazy kind of story of where all these characters came and their failures and whatever. when 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 ben is. turns to the dark sides when Luke, when han and leia basically separate something through there yeah it, it's, it's when the three of them separate right so you know if this is in that kind of time because it doesn't feel like you know well you don't want to go back too far because then you'll then you'll have luke this with, is the, probably, with the jedi this order probably <clears throat> after kylo after ben leaves after ben destroys the academy Mm-hmm. You may, you, I doubt you'll ever see him, but it, you know, it, it's not, it's not a, an idea. It doesn't seem to be in, in Episode Seven this idea that Kylo Ren has come to them like a year before. We'll figure Luke's out. Been missing for years. Leia and Han have been separated for years. If they put out a timeline where you know where Fa- the Phasma book is, then it'll help to. Well, they do. I mean, they sort of have it. They have because a timeline with it. But... Phasma is definitely in it, and we know that uh, Gwendolyn Christie does the voice. Yeah, that's the other thing we were talking about not earlier. Crimson, unfortunately, is. They've been very good about even with even with uh, the um, uh, forces of destiny, keeping the original voices with yeah, the characters well, when, now. When you spend four billion dollars to buy something that you've made like twelve billion dollars on, you have enough money to call uh, Felicity Jones and say, "You want to record for four minutes?" Yeah, yeah, great. We'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars. Click. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I doubt any of them are turning him down. And especially you have to Gwendolyn Christie probably recorded all this while she was still on set for nine. <laughs> Gwendolyn Christie probably has more lines in this than she did in both movies put together. Well, if she's a major part of it, sure, because you're gonna have episodes for it. Do you like Team Fireball though? Yeah. Mikey, what'd you think of him? It's okay. I'll check it out. But I also said that oh, I don't I'm once Clone Wars is done, I'm done. I'm not going to watch Rebels. That looks dumb or some crap like that. Yeah. I and then you watch it all the way through. So, yeah. um, so Disneyland event, uh, announced this week that the cantina in Star Wars Land. The biggest non-story in history. <laughs> it will be serving alcohol. how many pages picked up that story. Oh, God, I know. And it's just like, they're serving, they're serving alcohol in Disneyland. They're serving alcohol in Disneyland. You have somebody like, yeah, I can get wasted in Disneyland. And your other was like, they've ruined the purity of Disneyland. Was, you guys have been screaming about ruining the purity of Disneyland ever since they announced Star Wars Land. Yeah. You know, Star Wars Land is going to ruin... Not to mention you can always Episode walk. 9 ruined Star Wars and Star Wars ruined Disney so we can say that Episode 9 or Episode 8 ruined Disney. That's Episode 8 ruined Disneyland by existing, connected to something that they made a land took away Bugs' life, and that's why Walt is spinning in his grave, because he never wanted to make any money. Um, took away Bugs' life? That's the joke. Oh. Everyone just blames everything for, you know. 
Because that because Bugs Life is leaving to become Marvel, yeah. Avenger, uh, Avengers yeah, area. Yeah, Marvel. Yeah, which I said I still think they should just you know use some of those pieces for Ant Man Land. I don't think they're going to do it. But see, you know, Marvel's going to be a weird thing to do. I mean, again, tangents. I don't know how you really build a land the size of Bugs Life into a themed section for Marvel. Yeah, because it's know. all over the place. Like, what do you what do you do unless you do Stark Tower? You know the idea that it's going to be Stark Tower, but what are you doing in it? Like, what? Do, it, what if you do Avengers? Sort of what if you do the Avengers Upstate uh, site? The new Avengers site, yeah. even then, seems it's not a lot of room. No, you Bugs change. Life, Bugs Life, pun intended, have small rides. Um, <laughs> you change Hollywood, the street of Hollywood. But that's to the thing new is they're York. not talking about changing Hollywood Land at all yet. Yet, but even then, you do you do one thing for the but. The Hollywood thing, there's two sides to it. One yeah. side is food, and the other side is the is the animation studio. Right. I don't think you're dumping any of that. No. You better not dump Crush, man. That thing's awesome. Did I tell you the actor? I can't say his name because they won't even Disney won't even let him say his name that, that he does the voice of Crush. What? In Crush talks back, you know, or talk, oh. whatever it's whatever it is. He crush. I don't know. He yeah. he was uh, in my uh, last. Uh, so he's not listed. Yeah, but class. I can do crushes. Voice, so it's not that. <laughs> so he's not listed in uh, IMDb. Who it is? He, yeah, he, he's not allowed to allowed to, not allowed to say because they want to keep. Crush has his own IMDb page. They want to keep it as crush. But he also did it Stupid. in. The, he also did the voice for the uh, the parade and everything. Just oh yeah. Off on a of tangent of a tangent. Um, no, but the canteen. I, I could have swore. Mike even mentioned this before we were on the air. I could have swore they mentioned that the cantina was going to have alcohol a long time ago. I don't think they even mentioned what the cantina was going to be until they finally did it here. But the funny thing is, is if you read it, it doesn't. It doesn't even say. It just says drinks, like mixed drinks. Right. Everyone just assumes it's alcohol. It doesn't necessarily have to be alcohol. California Adventure's been doing it. For California years. Adventure is for drunks. <laughs> and Cal- a California Adventure is one of the weirdest places because it's. And I was I was talking about this with Mikey and Mikey. I'm sorry, with Sebastian, and um, uh, like the vibe is so different. Oh yeah, in, in in exponentially different, like like miles apart. Oh yeah, even though they're a hundred feet apart, and it's a weird thing. And it's not just because of the rides or whatever. You know, there's there's classic Disney stuff that's in there. You now have Pixar that's in there. It's stuff that's been in Disneyland. Characters have been represented mm-hmm. in Disneyland a couple of different places and stuff like that. And it has the, the Buena Vista Street and the Hollywood vibe or whatever. But it's just like, it's weird when you go there. And part of it is, if you go to now Pixar Pier, it used to be California Pier, whatever it was, Paradise Pier, and you walk through it, there's always three groups of frat boy drunks. Oh, yeah. All over <laughs> totally. the place. That's just like, let's go to the cove. Let's go back. Yeah, let's go get wasted. If you're down where the, the basically their food court, you know, where the bakery the is. The boardwalk area. Yeah, the, the, the great place that has all these different places where you can you can pick up food and whatever. There's always two or three drunks there. Yep. Um, there's always drunks outside of the aerial ride that are waiting for whatever that stage is. You know, if you're looking across the thing that you see the, across the water, you can see the, the, the Ferris wheel. And it's weird. You know, I, I said it to you. Um, Melissa, my girlfriend, has a friend who's there almost all the time we're there. She has, you know, the super pass and she lives really close. Right. Every time we, you know, she, Melissa will put a picture or whatever, like, oh, I'm at Disneyland today or whatever. And then she gets a message. Oh, my God, you're here. We should meet up. Oh, where are you? Oh, we're getting wasted at the Cove. 
oh, we're getting beers at the thing. We're getting... What are you there for? Yeah. It's like, what's the point? It's an extended downtown Disney. Yeah. It's, it's just there's like, more alcohol there than downtown Disney. It, it's, it's, and, and it's Because, I mean, they have one place there that you can get hard alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, it's right there where, uh, when you're first going down the, the pier, you know, it's right there where Ariel's the Grotto. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the well, chiller so now, coat. Now it's like yeah, they, Lamplighter Lounge or something. Yeah. They changed the name mm-hmm. of it. They changed the name. And when they said they were changing it, that's the first thing. And all of the Disney groups were like, they're still going to serve booze, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't go to DCA without booze. And it, it stems from, you know, they open DCA and nobody shows up. Yeah. They're like, hey, we got two rides that anybody cares about. Wait, we might have one ride that anybody cares about. What can we do different, guys? Serve them booze. Boom! You can buy booze at a theme park, yep. and then every theme park's like, "Hey, I got an idea. Let's." Well, uh, Universal does it too. And Universal yeah. was Universal has such a. It's so funny as though because Universal sells it at every one of the little, little carts and everything like that. Kind, kind of like you know California Adventure. There's all over the place. No matter where you go in the park at California Adventure, you can find a beer stand or alcohol stand. Universal decided to change. Universal does. Like, we want to be anti Disney. We want to have an adult park that's like all about action and getting drunk and going crazy. You walk into the Harry Potter section, there's one place to get it, get alcohol, and it's within the three broomsticks. They have the Boar's Head Bar, mm. which is in Hogsmeade. Mm-hmm. That's the only place you can go in there and get it. Isn't but there you- a pot shop in there? <laughs> but you, like one of the storefronts looked like a pot shop or something like that. And I'm you can get you can get a butter beer with a shot in it, but. You have the, the Bring drinks. Your kids and get smashed. But listen, the drinks are all either they have like you know they have like a fireball, you know, uh, fireball whiskey, fireball whiskey. Oh, so because but they have everything is more of a Harry oh. Potter themed, yeah, you know, name for it. Do they have a is Pitbull there or whatever? Fireball. <laughs> but but that's the only place within that you know within that land that yeah. you can buy it. Well, yes. The I mean, fact that there's anywhere in Harry Potter land that has syrups, hard booze is amazing. And you can, it's sort of like you almost know you bring the, you bring the parents, you bring the kids. Like your kids are gonna go crazy because it's Harry Potter land. Your parents are gonna be pissed off because your kids running around. We need to get you wasted. So here now you're wasted. And so then when your kid gets picked to have a wand handed to them, and then the other person comes over and says, "You owe us fifty bucks for that." Yeah. Ted Dream, I'm not gonna pay you that. All right, we'll just take it away from your kid. All right, here's your fifty bucks. I, I, love still, strong, I love the strong arm from there. This I is, still think that's Universal the worst. is so smart. Well, that's the best thing in the world. It's free. It's just like if you went to Disneyland and you did the sword and the stone, but the kid actually gets to pull the whole sword out. And they're handed like, I have a sword. This is awesome. And then they say, you can keep the sword, but you got to pay $100 for it. And you go, no, I'm not paying $100 for it. And then you have some thugs just take the sword away from that kid. I get what you're saying. But screaming like crazy. Every parent's going to pay the $100 to keep it. I'm shocked they don't let you buy the Jedi stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Because don't they let you, do they let you buy the saber? Because no. they don't even let you buy the saber. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. Because that's, you would sell at least three quarters of every yeah, single but now, performance. Yeah, but now they're using the Ultra Saber ones. Who cares? They used to. They used to. I think they used to give them to you because they used to use the little plastic extended ones because they the beginning of it they would have you Again, ignite your lightsaber. You, it's it's very difficult to be a part of that thing. You got to get there early. You got to sign up early, right? Yes. So they give you an ultra saber that's going to cost. Ultra saber makes a deal with Disney because they're going to. Well, give they them should 60, give you the robe gonna, at least. They're going to give you sixty ultra sabers a day. Yeah. Three performances of twenty kids. 
They're going to cut that deal like crazy. Oh, sure. They'll give it to him from Disney for 20 Disney's going to sell that to $60 because it's the souvenir memory of the time your kid was up there fighting Darth yeah. Vader and the Seven Sister. And you don't, you need that. But that that's got to, you know, you just put a stupid thing on the bottom that says, you know, Disney Jedi training or whatever. Every parent's going to buy it and they're making 40 bucks a pop on yeah. each one. Yeah. Why are they, for all of the, the, the amazing things that they do to make money? And listen, I've, Disney's expensive. I don't care. You buy they're most of smart. them. They're, they're super smart and you get it. If you don't think that it's expensive, you know, if, if you'd walk in and go, oh, I can't believe it's so expensive, you're an idiot. Right. And you've never been anywhere in your entire life where you're held captive, where all of a sudden in the middle of it, you go, man, I'm thirsty and I'm hungry. <laughs> Hello, ballparks. Um, I can't believe that's the one thing that they don't do. Because See, when you said the one thing for, for, because it happened to Bella, right? Arabella, yeah, she got yeah. chosen. And this is, I mean, it's this beautiful thing that it happens. It's, it's like you're, you're Harry Potter getting your wand. You know, you try it one time. It doesn't work. You try another wand. It doesn't work. The last one, there's lights that light up. Wind blows your hair. And, you know, and, and it's... One of the rooms just explodes. Well, yeah, but it's... You know, and, and you have the you Ollivander... Cedric when you do it. You have the Ollivander wizard there going, the wand, it shows you, and this is what it's about. It's unique, you know. It's, that guy's you, probably getting played slave wages. Oh, my God. $50. And then, and then he goes, "It's oh yeah, it's, it, you are so lucky to have this wand shows you, you know." And let me let me finish with your parents, and let me get this to my friend who's going to get it ready for you. So um, you know when you you got to pay them on the way out, <laughs> and get over there. Yeah, so it's going to be fifty dollars for your wand. Exactly, and when and, you don't pay it, you're, oh the, my the god, the kid of your kid. I can just imagine the parents that are there on a budget, and their kid gets chosen. There is no. And well, no, just think about it. And they they didn't have a lot of money. They you know they're oh you're going to, we're going to go. That's the big present. Okay, you're not going to be able to get anything, but maybe something to drink, yeah, something you've little. Never been to a theme. I know. Park. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, you get you those get you do get crazy. those families, or you get those families that no, have I'm a lot not of kids. They don't exist. What I'm saying is those people are crazy. Yeah, you get those families that have a lot of kids. Then all of a sudden. Oh, they, that's the best. Little Johnny gets it. All the other kids do. Well, yeah, but they think they think this is amazing. The one chose me. It's like Harry Potter. I'm Harry Potter. All this stuff. Fifty bucks. Sorry, you can't have it. It's too yes, much. That's when you teach him disappointment. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's America. You're not allowed to have disappointment anymore. Oh my god. Anymore. Do you, you can realize only be disappointed in entertainment? You can't. Do you realize that that kid, that kid, I don't care how long they're at the park the rest of the day, their day is ruined. Well, it's guess we get to go over. home. <laughs> Mom and dad are happy. <laughs> so Star Wars Land giving alcohol out or serving alcohol. You know what the coolest thing about that was, and Sergio and uh, um, Sebastian was very quick to pick it out. Is that uh, who the DJ is? Yeah, DJ. No, yes, the DJ's DJ. <laughs> the DJ's DJ. But he's Del Toro's there every day, every weekend. He works three hundred sixty-four days a year. <laughs> he's sixty-three. They take Thanksgiving and see Christmas. You just walk there on a Sunday, and he's like, "We're working at one hundred and twelve days. <laughs> this is crazy." <laughs> I wanted to be in small world. <laughs> it's DJ. It's DJ. I'm scratchies. Kill me. Kill me. Yeah, it's the, it's the original droid from uh, from the Star Tours. Star Tours. The pilot droid. Yeah. Uh, no, it looks. It, it's <laughs> it's gonna. Well, we lost all the all the energy's been spent on all the tangents. Um, you were more excited that you figured out what planet it was. <laughs> in yeah. Well, I was trying to think, is that the bar that they're in? I think so. I think so, too. 
Because I thought the, the name of the, the owner was familiar. Yeah. The, the bartender or whatever, the, the keep. I was like, no, it's, it's going to be packed. It's going to be insane. It's just... It's, I, my thing was... There's only gonna, it's going to be amazing They're only going to have see, one cantina there? It's, it's going to be amazing to... See, well, they're going to have one cantina. It's going to be 50 places to eat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's going to be amazing to see Star Wars Land in 2022. Because that's probably the first time we'll actually get it. <laughs> I know, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not camping out at 4 o'clock in the morning two days before. Well, game. hopefully they'll do like they did with um, Cars Land. And pass holders will get a uh, special day. No, they're going to do what they did with Pixar, which is going to cost you 250 bucks. That's probably what they'll do, yeah. That's what they did. Pixar Fest, in order to... Get, when they did Pixar Pier, when they reopened it, and they, they reopened the credit coaster and all the stuff yeah. that was on it, that day, to get there, you had to buy a VIP pass, and it was $249. Oof. The credit coaster... Can you imagine what... The, the first week of Star Wars is probably going to be... You're going to have to buy a separate ticket, and yeah. it's going to be another oh, yeah, bucks, oh, yeah, at least, if not more. The incredible, incredible. You have to try and control that crowd. As everyone's like screaming and going, yes, but here's the thing. You can't just let everybody in. Right. The best everybody thing, would if go they straight were to there. do that, that would be great. Because <laughs> so the rest of the ride. Disneyland, you're just like, <laughs> hell yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean is five minutes all Peter day. Pan is yeah. two minutes long? Let's no, go. Peter Pan, Peter Pan is 45 minutes. No, no matter, matter what. what. Yeah. They hire people to get in line. <laughs> First thing in the morning, so that if you you're there at rope drop and you run into Fantasyland, there's 45 there. minutes. I talked to someone who's done. He's at has stayed at the the hotel hotel and they have the magic hour and mm-hmm. Fantasyland's open, and he's like, I'm there at 8:03 and it's 45 minutes, and it really is 45 minutes. It's like, how the hell is that ride always 45 yeah. minutes? The only time I've ever seen it not 45. And it's minutes. not a true 45 minutes. Uh, it's pretty close. Every time that I started timing it. I don't do it every 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 time we go. The last few times we've gone, when we've actually gone on it, I, I timed it. Because like three times ago, I timed that, and then I timed the ride. Mm-hmm. And the ride is two minutes and 58 seconds. Yeah. It's just amazing. Um, it's been it's been 44 to 46, like, every time. It's it's uncanny. Like, where you're at is, 40, is pretty much 45 minutes. Um, the, the, um, the only time I've ever seen it less was we were there till midnight once. And it's like 12.15 and we're walking out because we had done, I think we had finished like the parade or something, the last sensational parade because right. it goes back. We had walked off of Small World and we're just standing there watching the parade and it's like 12.15 and we're walking up and there's still people in line and I was like, well, screw it. So we get in line. It's like five minutes to go through and that was it because the park had been closed for 15 minutes. That was, that was, I'll tell you what, the Incredicoaster, it's, it's kind of cool with the changes, but it, not has, enough to the, be as long as it is. The Incredicoaster has broken down 268 times. Oh, God, yeah. Since it's, uh, the, the, the pass holder page that I'm on, I think you're on it now, too. It seems like every day someone's like, well, oh, the Incredicoaster's you... down. Well, the thing was, is California Screaming was down all the time for right. like four months because you hit that top, selfie sticks. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. time. And they just they just shut down the ride right there. And they mm-hmm. kick everybody off. It's amazing. You know, the selfie stick, boom, stop the ride. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, oh. did you did you see? It sucks, but no, I know. But that's yeah. the thing is, is now we've seen the, the same thing. Even credit coaster seems to be now that one of these things that just keeps breaking down over and over again. It was like Indy for the last six months. Yeah, Indy was down at least twenty minutes every day. Did you see the footage where I'm, I have a the smart flask? That's why I'm holding up to the guys. Mm-hmm. Did you see the footage where one of these flasks fell out when they hit the the the? You're not uh, supposed to take those. T- it fell out, and you see, you see their camera, or you know, their. I guess they had maybe a GoPro or something. You see this flask come flying out of the front and hit the track, 
in front of them. Jesus. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid people. Well, when you have 90% of the guests that go there are backpacking as if they're trying to climb Himalayas. Right. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. I can't understand. Even with kids, I'm like, look, seriously, you don't need a stroller that's the size of a Volkswagen. And not, the, not the bug, but the bus. Oh, yeah. And I've got 43 diaper bags. I have 600 pounds of snacks. I have this. And then we... That's what they have lockers for. Yeah. I have a lo- I, We get a locker and we're just like finding stuff to put in it in the morning. Mostly get a locker. It's like when I buy something or whatever. It's like we want to put something there. And mm-hmm. usually it's a sweatshirt or something for later. Yeah. In the evening. But I, I just. it's Oh, it's when you see them with the ones that are two and three wide, just no. Yeah. And the backpacks and everything. Yeah. I'm not wearing a backpack. We've I, we've never. Melissa doesn't even like carrying her purse. I mean, she'll carry the purse with her because she needs it. Yeah. Basically, what it is is it has my sunglasses, my coins. When I buy pins, it's like half of my purse is yours. Beth, you know, barely, like Beth barely carries a purse the size of a clutch. Yeah, yeah there's a strap. That's what Melissa's is. It's like a and, double clutch. Yeah, I mean, like we usually don't get a, a, a locker, but this time we did because you know that we did get a couple, bought a few things, and they had jackets because we were staying even longer than normal, but. It was, you know, I don't get these people that, you know, you, they are, they're literally there, like they have their entire house with them. It's a few hours. And that is, that's not even the stuff that they buy. No, it's, yeah. it's everything because they don't want to buy anything. Right. No, again, part of the reason it drives me crazy. Snacks. Snacks and food and picnics and, you know, they have that picnic area that's off to the side past the lockers that are outside mm-hmm. Disneyland. And... It's always fine. and sure if you want to do that, that's great. Get a locker for that stuff. We used to we used to do that there. What we do is we get a locker outside and we put our lunch and stuff in it, and then we would come back. This is especially when Larabelle was little, you know. And even then, when we took her, we when she you know when she first went, she was on my on my chest on the baby Bajorn or on my yeah. back. Then when she started, you know, when she'd get tired or when she's a little bit older, we had one of those little. They almost look like the doll strollers, you know, the little ones that the fold up. The umbrella strollers. The umbrella strollers, yeah. That's as much, much as we took until she was like four, and then we stopped taking one all together. Yeah, because she can walk. Yeah. Yeah. So that you should have a stroller check-in where you check in your stroller, and they give you an umbrella stroller. Yeah. Because if you fold them up, because, I mean, they redesigned Adventureland because of stroller parking. Mm-hmm. Yes. They redesigned... Um, uh, small world and it's lying because of stroller parking because mm-hmm. they couldn't find any place like mm. the stroller parking in the middle of Adventureland got so out of control yeah. where the island was that they moved that little the the bazaar the little the little um, the shop food court yeah. or whatever that's next to jungle that was next to Jungle Cruise next to the line yep they put that over on the other side next to Bengal Barbecue in order to put the strollers in there and it's still like you get there on a busy day yeah. it's still like all the way out. They end up using the strollers to block off that middle of Tomorrowland. Like, <laughs> yeah. Coming on the right, you got to go all yeah. the way around the old people mover and go out on the left. I tried to go through that thing once, and someone was like, crazy. Oh, no, I can't go through here. I'm like, what are you talking about? And you get the Astro Blasters. Like, no, you got to go all the way around. F you. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Nah, it'll be interesting to see what Star Wars Land's going to... 2022. How long it's going to take to get in. Three years after it opens. I can't. At least with the app, you'll be able to see the first day of what the lines are like. That'll be hilarious. Millennium Falcon. Oh, that's the one I forgot. Six hundred minutes. I didn't even look at the, the. Supposedly they they've already changed the Millennium Falcon ride. Really? Yeah, I forgot. Well, we'll cover. We'll cover next, we'll week. Cover next week. I forget to to post it. We should probably end. Yeah, we are. 
We're going to end it right now. So uh, make sure you check us out did on we Facebook. Talk about topics. We did. Uh, make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. Yeah, We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show and on Instagram as Nerdables. So for on Chris. Instagram? Instagram. What is Honestagram? Honestagram. Honestagram. It's just Alba's new uh, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so for Chris and Mikey, I'm already saying we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>